This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. Value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. Everyone's talking about it. No, it's not Brexit. No, it's not the Mueller report. It's the inverted yield curve. With me is Michael Power, investment strategist at Investec Asset Management. Michael, I want to introduce the inverted yield curve with the following, which I've just Googled. It says here, an inverted yield curve is an interest rate environment in which long-term debt instruments have a lower yield than short-term debt instruments of the same credit quality. A recent example is when the US Treasury yield curve inverted in late 2005, 6, and again in 2007, before US equity markets collapsed. Rather a loaded uh, description, I think. Yes, look, uh, the inverted yield curve, if there is such a thing as a a certainty in terms of being able to predict forward, the inverted yield curve comes pretty close to providing that. Essentially, what it does is it basically does not reward uh, duration. It gives you a higher return tomorrow than it does in 10 years' time. So what bank is going to take a a risk of lending longer term if they can lend short term uh, and make more money? What this does is it freezes up the investment process and that in itself brings about or at least reinforces the trend and brings about the recession. Yes, three headlines when you again, when you Google inverted yield curve, number one, yield curve, inversion, recession, signs, sparks, panic. Goldman joins chorus warning against yield curve panic. The US bond yield curve has inverted. Here's what it means. And it goes on like that. How serious is it? How good a predictor is it of a recession? And then after that, how good is a recession as an indicator of equity market underperformance? Well, um, the first is easier to ask the answer than the second. It is as near damn it a predictor of, of a recession as you can find. As I say, it essentially clogs up um, the credit creation mechanism, which essentially stalls the economy. And that is not something which is easy to avoid. The only question is how long is it going to be before that recession hits? And and it varies between a year and 18 months, although I always know that when eventually a recession is declared, people usually say, and it began six months ago. So the fact of the matter is, is that you know at some point in the next 12 or 18 months, it's extremely likely insofar as anything about the future is extremely likely, other than perhaps death and taxes, maybe you can add inverted yield curves to that, Hmm. um, that we will have a recession on our hands. With regards to, and what does it mean for equities, it isn't as predictive, but it's pretty predictive. It's very rare that you go into recession and ride it through in terms of stock markets. What I will say in this is that it's my prediction because we have a disconnected Western cycle from an Eastern cycle, that at the global level, it will be a very shallow recession, even if in individual parts of the uh, the globe, like, for instance, Europe, the recession could be quite deep. But what we're seeing at the moment now is that the relatively high growth that's still coming out of Asia, remember, it's providing 60% of the GDP growth to the world as we speak, will to some extent compensate and cover up for the fact that the West might be uh, subtracting from that total. So it's a question of relative size and contribution to total growth. And then, you know, how sparky is the East relative to to how dull is the West? Yes, and can the East brush off the woes of Europe and the potential woes for the United States? As you say, 60% of GDP growth internationally provided from Asia. 
But of course, we are all interlinked. And let's not forget that the Eurozone is a pretty big trading block, Michael. Yes, indeed. Uh, absolutely. Which is why I, I think there will be a recession. And I do think what's happening at the moment is that each time we go down, the secular is playing a larger role than the, than the cyclical, at least compared to the previous time. And so what we're seeing now is the emergence of the Japanization of Europe. And I have to say there are early signs that the same trend will be visited upon the United States within 10 years, say. So the, the, the seculars are are really starting to shout much louder now than, than they were in the past, insofar as it affects the cycles of the West. You've been following this uh, inverted yield curve process. It's not just something that uh, Google has conjured up and banks and market commentators are suddenly saying, oh, the inverted yield curve, yes, I've just Googled it, so I understand it. Let me put out an article or a headline. You've been following it for a while. How has it progressed recently? Well, what happened was, invariably, this doesn't happen overnight. And you do get some early warning signs. What happened first was I think we had an inversion between uh, the two-year out and the five-year out, which is usually the middle of the yield curve that that, that inverts first. And then it, it spreads along the yield curve, both to the front end and to the back end. And it spread in the first instance more towards the back end. And uh, we basically saw the sevens fall a couple of weeks ago. I always feel as though the sevens are the outer walls of the city. And once they go, inversion is nearly guaranteed. But it, it actually, rather, what was most interesting was that we suddenly saw the front end of the yield curve go up and the 10 come down, relatively speaking, uh, partly as a result of the appalling PMI data that came out of Germany. But it's much more to it than that. And suddenly we saw this inversion between the three-month and the and the 10-year on Friday last week. And that has actually uh, sustained through Monday, Tuesday. I think it's about, you know, 300 basis points. I'm getting more, you know, it's 0.30 at the moment, the difference between the threes and the uh, three months and the 10. So this is almost a guarantee that by the pricking of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. The only question I say is going, how deep will it be and where will it be deepest? And I suspect it's going to be deeper in Europe than it will be in the United States. But that said, I do think that the U.S. has been borrow, uh, living on borrowed time and especially on borrowed money. And the Trump bump that was administered at the height of the cycle was truly uh, you know, drinking uh, to avoid a hangover. And as I remember from my youth, uh, that's a very ill-advised strategy. And the hangover usually uh, is particularly bad when eventually it does come. Yes, indeed. The second question, which you haven't avoided, but I have to ask you again, is what does the equity market do? What do other asset classes do if the recession, whether it be shallow or deep, does indeed inflict itself upon us? What's going to happen to the markets? Well, we're, en we're entering up in a very difficult situation at the moment, and it only occurred to me on my recent travels through Latin America that in terms of investment universe that we can look at, uh, essentially we're looking at a train where the locomotive is now Asian. 60% of the growth is coming from Asia. And there are various carriages attached to the back of that train uh, in orders of importance, obviously, the US followed by Europe, followed by Japan. Now, the irony is, is although 60% of the growth comes from the locomotive, about 80% of the investment opportunity lies in the carriages. And we're at the moment not able to get into that growth locomotive nearly as much as ideally we'd want to. It's becoming easier. The Chinese are letting us in and, and it is becoming more mainstream. But at the moment, the indices are still very much geared towards the carriages and away from the locomotive. So if the carriages are dragging on global growth, the locomotive is maybe slowing down a little because it's a, it's a heavy train to pull, but nevertheless still pulling. 
we're in this invidious position where we really want to put our money it's not easy to do and where we don't want to put our money is easy to do so what happens to equity markets in this environment i think we're probably going to see a pullback i mean the technicals at the moment are suggesting either a double top or a head and shoulders depending on which index you're looking at and i think that there will be a slow there's already been predicted to be a slowdown in earnings growth quite a severe one even in the united states and i think we're now facing the likely consequences of that which is an inverted yield curve a recession a slowdown in earnings it doesn't make for a nice cocktail in terms of what is the forecast for equity market. Michael Power, thank you very much for your insight. Michael Power is an investment strategist at Investec Asset Management in Cape Town. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider.